0: Hi, I'm Thomas Clements, and this is the Zenith Ministries Podcast. Welcome to our message of hope, security, and an exploration of true happiness. I'm glad you're here with us as we continue to share our stories of the many peaks and valleys of life and the beauty, truth, and goodness we were able to find in it. Please visit our website at zenithministries.com to connect with us to discover more. Mother Teresa was an amazing figure for the faith, not just in the 20th century, but for the entire history of humanity. I mean, what a woman. She started out in education as a teacher at an all-girls school in Calcutta, India, and was eventually made the principal. So it would seem like this success was making it known to her that she was meant to stay with Catholic education and work with the youth. I might think that. You know, that because things are going well in this regard, God must be blessing it so that I know that I must continue doing it. Uh, However, God's ways are not always our ways, and we cannot use the mentality that just because something succeeds or fails determines whether or not it is good. But things seem like they were on the right track for young Mother Teresa. However, we must always remember as well that God likes to surprise us, and that when he does, it's always for our good. On a train ride to a retreat, Mother Teresa received a new calling. She was told by God directly that she needs to go out to serve the poorest and sickest in Calcutta. Mother had to go through difficult obstacles to be able to do this, but she was eventually allowed to go out and start a new group, the Missionaries of Charity who you will recognize in their blue and white sorry-like habits. She went to the poorest of the poor to treat their illnesses, comfort their dying, educate their ignorant, and feed their hungry. And my favorite part of all of this is that she never demanded anything from anyone. There were no conditions. If you were human, she would take you. She did not care if you agreed with her on certain political topics, whether you assented to her theology or where you came from or whatever. She loved anyone that God put in front of her. And this is what I hope to do, what I try to teach my children to do. We must treat all humans with love and respect without conditions. We don't have to agree with someone to love them. We can dislike all of someone's personal opinions, belief system, political ideas, and still love them. Still treat them with justice. This beautiful lady who lived during my lifetime had such a profound effect on me, though we had never met. That movie about her life, uh, The Letters, so good. I also really enjoyed another one about her life. I can't remember the name of the actress who played Mother Teresa. Anyway, she played Juliet in the 1960s version of Romeo and Juliet. I randomly saw that uh, version as a kid for some reason. I don't remember. Uh, Anyway, my favorite quote from Mother Teresa is, We no longer have peace because we have forgotten that we belong to each other. Insane truth. Let's really take that in. We belong to each other, belong. That hits me profoundly. And it's true, we belong to one another. I'm not on this planet simply to serve myself. That would be a miserable life. Mother Teresa's quote directly defies this. It directly defies this idea of social Darwinism. Our life and social interactions are not survival of the fittest. And to be completely honest, that is a dumb way to look at life. It's actually measuring life the wrong way. And so what I mean is that when we look at life as a competition in which some people win and some people lose, we miss the truth completely and actually cheat ourselves out of living a deeper and fuller life. We wreak havoc on ourselves and others when we treat each other like members of a societal food chain or seek others as stepping stones to success, you know, means to an end. As humans, we are meant for relationship, not isolation. And we isolate ourselves when we view everyone around us as objects for our use. All humans are ends in themselves. And therefore, the only proper treatment of a human being is to love him or her. To mistreat a human is to dehumanize him or her, which is to treat that person less than human. Life is not survival of the fittest, everybody for themselves. Life is a team sport, and all of humanity is on the same team. I actually thought of this after facing the fierce rush hour uh, traffic of Atlanta. I wondered what would it be like if everyone focused on helping each other get to work or school on time. What if rush hour traffic was a team sport instead of the wild, wild west that it is? I mean, it is nuts sometimes. The lines on the road become meaningless. (laughs) So if we are all on the same team, what is our goal? How do we win? To live out the purpose of life and help each other do so as well, right? Okay, what is the purpose of life? To get to heaven. How do we get to heaven? Love. Love of neighbor and love of God. And we love people and God because that is what is owed to them. Which is a great metric, by the way, uh, in determining how to love people. What do we owe them? What is owed to a stranger walking past us on the street? What do we owe our parents? What do we owe our next door neighbor? Justice. Now, I'm not talking about punishment for crime here, while that at times may be the loving thing to do in certain circumstances. The virtue of justice is making sure people get what is owed to them. Treating others how they deserve to be treated. Not how we think they ought to be treated when they cut us off, but but how do you treat a human being who has the capacity to, in in 1,000 years from now, as C.S. Lewis states, to either be the most beautiful creature you have ever seen or the most wretched? And that's speaking to our finality after we die whether we go to heaven or hell i think it was lewis who also said that next to the blessed sacrament your neighbor is the most sacred thing present to you on earth so we need to be concerned with how we treat one another and that is determined by what we owe one another and there is a bare minimum to this and then another level of going above and beyond Just like there is the idea of living your life avoiding sin at all costs, which is great by the way. Let's do our best not to sin. But there's also the greater level of seeking to heroically love others. Both are valid options for getting into heaven, but we can't argue with the fact that heroic love is better. Okay, so Mother Teresa says that we belong to one another. That means that we owe each other a lot. And She says we don't have peace because we forget this. Let's get our peace back and figure out how we can give to one another what is deserved. We already determined that everyone ought to be treated like a human. Okay, so what do humans have or what should we have? Every human ought to have, I would argue, the following. Food, okay. Uh, are we all still together on this? <laughs> Clothing, Shelter, and with shelter, I will include access to hygiene because that is important. I think these are the basic human rights that everyone tends to agree with. However, I will also add that every human, just by the very fact that they are human, has the right to know Jesus. You know, have freedom of religion, but but no religion should make it illegal to seek after Jesus. There should also be freedom of speech and press and we all have the right to be loved by other humans. And I'm not saying liked here, but loved. Now I'm sure that others have certain items that they think should be added to this list. I thought that these were good basic common denominators that everyone can agree on as what humans at the very least deserve to have in their lives. Really, I just hope that everyone agrees that humans deserve a high level of treatment due to the fact that they are humans. So really, make up your own list if you like. Feel free to share it with me. I would like to see it and hear about what you think is important for humanity. And to be honest, I think my list goes a little deeper as well. There are certain things that I think we owe to humanity that will help us attain the peace that Mother Teresa is mentioning. Several years ago, I remember watching the second Avengers movie, The Age of Ultron. It was striking to me how obsessed Tony Stark was with implementing a system, a way to protect the world from evil, so that he could retire Iron Man and the world would have peace. This is impossible, by the way. Jesus himself says in scripture, in the world you will have trouble, but also it misunderstands the peace that humans crave, that we are made for. The peace that Mother Teresa is getting at. What if I told you that you could have peace even though there were bad guys in the world still causing trouble? Or that you could have complete peace while being mauled by a lion? Or during the sinking of the Titanic and you went down with the ship? Or while you are put inside a starvation chamber for days and instead of panicking you sing songs and thank God? These are all possible and have already been circumstances in which holy Christian men and women have gone through while maintaining tremendous peace. St. Felicity and Perpetua, Father Thomas Biles, St. Maximilian Kolbe look up their stories. Incredible humans. This peace is achievable, and not through the absence of struggle, but even in the midst of struggle, and we don't need a sick defense system to achieve it. Okay. So what else do we know about this peace? One, it is a serious gift from God. He gives it, we accept. However, two, the path to accepting this gift includes belonging to one another. And forgetting this, as Mother Teresa states, is a hindrance to this peace. So we owe humanity whatever is before us or within us, whatever we are able to give to help those we can help reach that peace we just discussed. And we definitely do not want to do anything to someone that would hinder that peace. Furthermore, we want to listen to God and help where He wants us to help. The world is a big place, and there are a lot of problems, a lot of obstacles keeping others from this peace. God sees the big picture, knows where He wants you. He has others that He's moving to do other things in certain situations. I mean, my heart is there to help the guy who needs an emergency appendectomy. I just don't think I'm the right person to help him. But who can I help? Who has God put in my path that he wants me to lead to peace? And this is important because how I treat my family, my neighbors, and those I come in contact with can impact how they treat others with justice as well. And I know some might say, well, you can't control what other people do. And that's right. But I can control how I treat others. And one time I had a roommate who was absolutely awesome to me. Great guy. I couldn't help it. I had to return the love. I was powerless to it. And this is not to influence how others treat me. But I know it's easier to be good to others when I've experienced that goodness from someone else. So it's just its just a, an idea of you know how we can influence others to also be good that's in our control i guess we have all heard the pay it forward idea and that's really nice random acts of kindness are really nice but this whole thing i'm getting at treating others with justice it needs to be a constant behavior if we are always treating others with justice we will truly have peace we will have less regret less guilt and less shame Furthermore, those we interact with will be built up and experience the dignity with which they were made. And if you pay attention, treating others will feel really good. I like to go to stores and shops with the goal of treating every person I encounter as nicely as I can. My friend teased me and said that his goal at stores is to get the best quality product at the lowest price, uh, which is funny. But I want my experiences with others in public, and this is my dealings with other humans regardless of who they will vote for, who they are attracted to, what their religion is, or the number they see when they check their bank account. Whoever they are, I want people to walk away believing that true love exists. True love is a reality that we all can participate in. This mindset and activity of treating others with justice will achieve this. And I'm not always perfect, especially when I'm I'm tired but I make an effort. Imagine what we can have as a society if everyone did this. What kind of peace we would enjoy if everyone kept in mind that we belong to one another. Thanks for listening. Glad you joined us. Please help us out by subscribing to our podcast and leaving a review. You can like and share it on social media if you think it might help someone else. Uh, please subscribe to our email list as well, just at the bottom of zenithministries.com. There's a place for that. We are now accepting signups for a one-on-one mentoring program, and that's found on our website too. Uh, please come partner with us as we lead others to the heights of humanity.